Hi, it's Pete Norshead here, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent, thanks, Peter. Bar your Peterborough defeat at the weekend, did you have a good one, mate? Yes, not too bad. And uh, well, uh, let's let's have a look at this uh, the free service once again. You have got another winner there. Well, less is more sometimes, Peter. I'm just having one selection at a week at the moment, all in League Two, and I am undefeated going into September. Incredible run. Delighted. Yeah, I mean, um, looking at the uh, the ratings, uh, we had a, a slight loss um, this weekend, but however, the the ratings, they've been doing well. I'm just going to pull that up now. I should have should pulled these up before. But yeah, plus 6.24 after 31 selections, so that's very good. And then Matt with his NCAA, he had uh, two winners and a loser. He's plus a point after three selections. So that's, you know, very Doing good. all right, mate. Nice yeah, and grinding a profit. Yeah, 3.81 points for yourself God. after five selections. Oh, three three winners and one half, two half winners. So, yeah, that's going very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Long mate, continue, Peter. Hey, I'm off to Barnsley tonight, Peter, to watch Lincoln in the EFL Trophy. Have you ever been to Oakwell? Yes, I have, yeah. What's it like? Um, well, around about the ground, it's a little bit like bandit country, really. But, oh, uh, brilliant. <laughs> Just after nightfall. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not too, it's not too bad. Because all, uh, all I can ever think about Barnsley is watching loads of away fans in that big open end getting wet through. Have they got a roof on it yet? Yes, they have. Oh, yeah. God for that. Yeah. And also, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not too bad. It's uh, where you go into the, there's a sort of car park place right by the side of it. You can park right by the side of the ground and then go straight in. Ah, oh, wonderful. I'll tell my chauffeur. <laughs> right, let's... Um... Have a look at this then. Well, I mean, I, I think before we start, I think this is a very tough, tough card in truth. Yeah, I think we're what we're now four games in. I think a little bit of the early form has settled. Um, a little bit of the value that we've picked out in the opening weeks uh, where we saw some discrepancies with what the bookmakers thought to what we thought. Um, that's been ironed out. And yeah, I agree, mate. It's, it's a very tough looking card. Yeah. Uh, starting off with uh, Palace against Brentford uh, tonight. That is tonight, isn't it? Is that yes, first? yes tonight? Yes, sorry, Brinty, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, uh, Palace. Uh, well, recent head heads. Uh, Palace have one nought has been one draw. Uh, Brentford one nought. So it was a nil nil draw. In fact, last season, Palace uh, when they're minus a quarter, they've won five, drawn one, lost four. Coming off a, a four two defeat away at Man City, Brentford. Um, when they're plus a quarter, they've won not, drawn not, lost two, come for one old draw at home to Everton. Over two and a half goals have been seen in Brentford's last nine away matches, so it suggests goals in their games. Um, minus a quarter handicap, 522 matches, 218 home wins, 157 draws, 157 uh, away wins. No real value in the line, I don't see here. I, I would lean towards the home side, though. I would too, Peter, because if Palace are as as good as I think they have the potential to be, then they should win this game. And you mentioned the fact that Brentford's last nine away games have seen over two and a half goals. That's true, but you need to caveat with the fact that last season, both fixtures between the sides ended in goalless draws. And both teams are managed by the same 
bosses. They have the same, a lot of the same players in place. So you'd assume this could be a cagey game. Now, I said at the weekend, Palace, in my preview of the Man City Palace game, I said Palace might be dangerous early away at the Etihad. They went 2 0 up. But, you know, you can look at that and say, crikey, Palace scored against twice against Man City. They should be able to to score a couple of times against Brentford on home. So, we we all know that it's going to be a totally different game. The space that Man City left for Palace to exploit, that's not going to be there for Brentford when they host them tonight. So, I think this could be a cagey game, Peter. I do lean towards Palace. Um, but Brentford have done so well. Until I see Palace win these sorts of games... I'm not really inclined to back them, so I'm just going to stay away from this one. Although, and people may say, well, Jimmy, you had Palace at home to Villa the other week. I think Villa are the sort of team who would go to Palace expecting to maybe get a positive result. Brentford, I think, would be happy with a point. So that's where those sort of differentials lie, mate. Fulham, Brighton next. Uh, recent heads, heads, Fulham and 1-1, Brighton and 1-1. Uh, sorry, there's been one draw. Brighton have not won. Uh, when plus a quarter of a goal, Fulham's record reads 1-0, drawn four, lost two, come off a 2-1 defeat away at Arsenal, which they, I thought Fulham played quite well there, really. Brighton away when minus a quarter, 1-3, drawn two, lost two, come off a 1-0 victory home to Leeds. Brighton now undefeated in nine. Uh, plus a quarter handicap, 281 matches, 84 uh, home uh, wins, 79 half wins and 118 losses, which makes it pretty even there, really. Slight value, Brighton, my rating su- suggests, but I, I just get the feeling, you know, if you, if you, if you back that, I, I think you, you're looking at a half loss. I can see this being a draw. Yeah, I would say, really, Peter, um, the outright draw probably offers a little bit of value here. It's interesting, though, given the fact that we always talk about Fulham being a yo-yo side. They come up, they go back down, they pocket the money, that they seem to be well run under Shard Khan. Um, that they've not lost. I can't imagine over a, a two-season span, which is effectively what they've had against Brighton and many other teams, that there's not an, an opponent that hasn't beaten Fulham at least once. So are they Brighton's bogey side? And away to newly promoted sides, Brighton have only won four of 14. And here's the killer stat for me. In those 14 games, under two and a half goals has gone 11 and three. I think there's this perception within the market, and it quite could be quite well justified, you know, with historic stats, that Fulham are an overs team. I think the way this game will pan out and the very meticulous and methodical way in which Graham Potter will have planned for this game, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, Pete. Under two and a half goals has gone three and one in Brighton's four Premier League games this season. In this spot, they've gone 11 and three historically at newly promoted sides. I really like the under two and a half goals here, Pete, and I'm going to take this as a, a bet for the week or the midweek, should I say. Yeah. Southampton, Chelsea next. Recent head tails, Chelsea have dominated the fixture. Uh, they've won six. There's been one draw. Southampton, not one. When plus one goal, Southampton's record reads one naught drawn, one lost two, and both of the two losses were by two or more goals. They're cut off a one nil defeat at home to Manchester United. Chelsea went away when minus one goal, one seven, minus, uh, saw drawn one, uh, lost two. Three of the seven victories were by two or more goals. Uh, they're cut off a 2 1 uh, victory at home to Leicester. Southampton, they've only won one of the last 10 Premier League matches. 
plus one goal handicap, 169 matches, 55 home wins, 48 pushes, 66 away wins. Don't see any value in the line. This is another one where I, I think, you know, I would lean to the away side, really, but I can see them winning by a goal. <laughs> Well, there's there's so many sort of um, mismatches here in the stats and the trends because Chelsea have won six of the ten meetings of the sides in recent seasons, only losing one. At St Mary's, they've won four and drawn one of the last five visits. They won this fixture 6-0 last season and by half-time, they're already four goals ahead. But who are Chelsea this season? Are they the team that go away to Leeds and get pumped? Or are they the side that go down to 10 men at home to Leicester and, you know, extend the lead? I I don't really know. And the killer stat here for me that stops me from really getting involved, under Ralph Hasenhutl, Southampton are 6, 7 and 9 at home to sides who finished Mm. in the top six of the league. Mm. Now, despite what I think about sort of Southampton and being unreliable... Even on a half goal line, they're thirteen and nine at home to top six finishing sides, and here they're getting a full goal, Pete. Yeah, but as you say, Chelsea should win this game. I genuinely have no clue, mate. Yeah, here's a, another one: Leeds Everton. Uh, recent head heads: Leeds have won naught. Has been one draw. Everton have won one. Uh, minus a quarter goal handicap. Off of minus a quarter goal handicap. Leeds record reads one three drawn one lost four. They're coming for one nil defeat away at Brighton. Everton away plus a quarter. It doesn't sound too bad. One four drawn two lost four. However, the last four matches have been four defeats. Uh, they're coming off a, a one all draw away at Brentford. Everton they've just won one of nineteen away matches. Minus quarter of goal handicap, 522 matches, 218 wins, 157 half losses, 147 losses. No, you know, no trend there, real. No value in the line. I mean, the momentum, you'd have to go with Leeds. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, Pete, that I can't take them here. Looking at the league tables, after four games, five points separate them. Leeds are sat in fifth. Everton are in 18th. Yeah. A team that I think are dreadful on the road, Everton under Lampard, won just one of 11. I can't go against them. I think maybe I'm possibly a little bit stung from that um, one-all draw at Brentford at the weekend where we had Brentford minus a half. I was very confident of that. We're probably too close. You know, We're not far enough removed from that game for me to trust going against Everton again. But I think I might look back come the close of play tonight and think I've missed out there on Leeds. I just can't take them, though. Uh, Arsenal versus Villa next. Um, recent head-to-heads, Arsenal 1-3, Villa have 1-1. When minus one and a quarter goals, Arsenal's record reads 1-7 drawn, three lost naught. Four of the seven were by two or more goals, coming off a 2-1 uh, victory at home to Fulham. Aston Villa went a, a plus one and a quarter goals, one victory, one loss. Um, the loss was not by two goals, it's by one goal coming off a 1-0 defeat at home to West Ham. Arsenal scored at least two in nine of their last 11 Premier League matches, so they're finding the net. Uh, minus one and a quarter goal handicap, there's been 74 matches, 36 times the home side of uh, Covered the handicap, 17 half losses, 21 losses. My rating suggesting value, slight value Aston Villa, 
But again, I, I, you, you can't say that. I, I think, again, I think Villa are, are a team that could be dodgy here. But, you know, Arsenal in good form and I expect them to win this game and possibly comfortably. What did you make, Peter, of all those celebrations after the game against Fulham from the Arsenal players? Well, I mean, they're obviously on a, you know, they're on a good run, aren't they? You know, yeah, the, I, well, I didn't really have. I know they've come. They've received a lot of negative press um, for it, as if they're dancing around like they've won the Champions League. But they've they've won a game late at home. You know, I I don't have any problems with it. My, my only problem with the way they celebrated that win will be if they come here on Wednesday night and put in a terrible performance and and don't get the result that they need or the result that they should get. I don't have any problem with that. I just think it's a bit of a media overreaction. But if they don't get the result here, it would suggest still a little bit sort of flat-track bullies. They, they struggled at times, I thought, Arsenal against Fulham on Saturday night. But maybe that's another sort of feather in the cap of Arteta that, yes, they struggled for long periods of the game, I thought, against Fulham. But they mm. found a way to get the job done. The sides have met six times over recent seasons, three wins apiece. Last season, Arsenal won this game 3-1. The only time that Villa have won at the Emirates was behind closed doors during the COVID season. The interesting thing for me in this game, and and all Villa away games, Pete, is that since Gerrard took over at Villa Park, they've only drawn one of 15 away games. They're a little bit all or nothing, to be honest, under Gerrard. And I think this will probably be a nothing game for them. I don't see them getting anything from it. No, no, it, it, it's, yeah, I, I'd agree there. Next up, uh, Bournemouth Leeds. Obviously, Bournemouth coming off that 9-0 Bournemouth defeat. Wolves. Sorry, Bournemouth Wolves. Obviously, Bournemouth coming off that 9-0 defeat. Recent heads-heads, um, Bournemouth won naught has been one draw. Wolves won one. When plus a quarter of a goal, Bournemouth's record's not too bad. 1-3, drawn three, lost four. Uh, Wolves, when they're minus a quarter, 1-4, drawn two, lost four, come for a one-all draw at home to Newcastle, in which, you know, Wolves held the lead for quite some time. Bournemouth not scored in their last three. A plus quarter goal, handicap, 281 matches, 84 um, uh, home wins, 79 half wins, 118 losses. Don't see any value in the line. And yet again, I don't see any value in the line. You know, the problem with Bournemouth, though, is if, if they can't score, if they can't score, then, you know, they're not going to... I can see Wolves, again, just nicking this, possibly. Yeah, I'm, I would be inclined to back Bournemouth on that sort of theory that I sort of touched on uh, the, the week on the weekend podcast about if they can erase all of those heavy losses, they might be able to just channel everything into this game. The problem I have, though, is that when the sides have met previously in Premier League action, Wolves have won three of the four meetings and they've gained four points from their two trips to this ground. And that's the thing that stops me from from taking Bournemouth here. I I don't have any problem with them in terms of the amount of goals they've conceded because when you look at who they've played, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City, you know, yeah. And if teams run up the score against them, that's okay. You know, who who really cares if you're a Bournemouth fan, if you get beat 1-0 or 9-0 by Man City, you've still got beat. As long as you can bounce back in these sorts of games, you know, on opening day, they comfortably beat Aston Villa. If they can get a win in this game, all of a sudden they'll have six, um, six points from their opening five games. 
and they'll have played two or three of the probable top four or five that finished the season. But it's just that historical, you know, inability to to beat Wolves here that stops me from taking them. Man City Forest next, and the handicap here is minus three goals. That's never incredible. seen it before. Yeah, that's incredible. Right. Um, when minus three goals, City's record reads one six draw, not lost, not three of the six matches won by four or more goals. Coming off a four two uh, victory home to Palace. Forest, they're coming off a two nil defeat at home to Spurs. Three or more goals have been seen in Man City's last nine home matches. So, you know, obviously the, the home games have been containing goals. Minus three handicap, there hasn't been many matches, seven matches over the last seven seasons. Four times the home side have covered this, which is, is incredible, really. There's been one push and two losses. My rating's suggesting slight value, Forrest. You know, you, you would have to lean to the away side with minus three goals. Would you? I would say so, yeah. How many goals are Forrest going to score? I don't know. I was pretty <laughs> confident they're going to score zero, mate. And yeah. That, and that's the problem. I mean, Forrest have very little going forward. And I don't really see in terms of the, the players that are available to him, Steve Cooper, that they'll have any kind of sort of target man who can hold the ball up for any period of time. And I just see this ball coming relentlessly back. Over the past few seasons, City have lost just one of 16 games at home to newly promoted teams. But that loss came against Leeds. And that was that Leeds team that, you know, probably conceded 170 goals, but at least they scored quite a lot of goals. I don't see Forrest creating many, if any, chances. I'd be so surprised if Forrest find a way to score the game in the game. I'm thinking, on this line though, as you say, it is quite sort of problematic. I think I'm looking at the correct score markets now, Peter, and you can get, on the 3-0 Aston Villa, uh, not Aston Villa, what am I talking about? Man City win, you can get 13-2 with Bet365. I think it's one of those sorts of games where City will go 2 or 3-0 up and then probably take their foot right off the gas. Bearing in mind, you know, we're very early in the season, got games coming thick and fast. Pep will be thinking about the World Cup as well. Um, he'll be thinking about player load. Quite like the 3-0 home win at 13-2 with Bet365 for a little bit of a fun bet. Next up, London Derby, West Ham Spurs. Um yeah, it's interesting head-to-heads here. West Ham have 1-4, Spurs have 1-3. So that goes to show the type of game this is. Uh, West Ham went plus half a goal. 1-4, drawn, one lost three. Come for 1-0, victory away at Villa. Spurs went minus half a goal. 1-4, drawn, two, lost four. Come off a good 2-0, victory away at to Forest. Spurs, uh, they've not conceded in five of the last seven away. Um, and, and West Ham, they've conceded at least two goals in the last four home matches. So... You know, that, that suggests that, you know, the the away side could could be favoured here. Plus half a goal handicap, 108 matches, 57 home wins, 51 away. Uh, well, times the away side have covered the handicap. Again, and this is a game that I don't see any value in the line. I, I, I don't see where this one's going to go. It, I, don't need, I don't know where I'd even lean to, in truth. Well, West Ham may have conceded plenty of goals at home, Peter, but they didn't do me any favours at at the weekend because I didn't concede at Villa Park and it killed our yes on both teams to score back. 
this will be, as you say, this is again one of those games at the London Stadium where there'll be a heck of an atmosphere and it will be a difficult place for Spurs to go and get a result. But I expect them to because I think they've moved on and they're a different animal now to the Tottenham that we've seen over recent seasons. And a lot of that is down to Antonio Conte. They went to Knox Forest uh, at the weekend, another hostile environment. The city ground's a difficult place to play. They didn't play overly well, Spurs, but they emerged with all three points, kept a clean sheet, and you could say it was a typical Antonio Conte away game. And you'll probably see that again in this game. They've only lost three of 16 under Conte away from home. Those losses have come at Burnley, which is a bit of an anomaly, Chelsea and Manchester United. I don't expect Spurs to win uh, to lose this game, Pete. Whether I can fully trust them just yet to get all three points, I'm not 100% sure. But Spurs is my lean in this one. Next, Liverpool-Newcastle. The lines move from minus one and a quarter to minus one and a half. Uh, Liverpool went minus one and a half goals. One nine, drawn naught, lost lost one. Uh, six of the nine were by two or more goals. Coming off, that, obviously, that 9-0 victory at home to Bournemouth. Um, Newcastle, when they're plus one and a half goals, obviously you've got to look back a little bit of time. You know, one-one drawn, naught lost eight. Four of the eight uh, defeats were by two or more goals. Coming off a one-all draw away at Wolves. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Liverpool have won four. There's been two draws. Newcastle naught. Liverpool won fourteen in the last sixteen home. We know they're a good at home. One hundred fifty-four matches uh, minus one and a half goals. Seventy-one times the home side have covered it. Eighty-three the away. So it, it, it suggests a lean towards the away side. When it was minus one and a quarter, I, there was some value with the home side. I thought, but um, no value in the line again. I, I, I would. My my head says that the away side could cover this handicap. I'm a little bit surprised, Peter, that it opened at one and a quarter, really. I think that's... I know we've seen a huge improvement at Newcastle under Eddie Howe, but bearing in mind, you know, this, this line, say, it opened at one and a quarter. Liverpool scored nine goals at the weekend and it took a very long time after the, the results had been digested for this line to move to one and a half. And under Eddie Howe, They've lost only seven of 15 away games, Pete. But if you delve down into Newcastle's losses, those seven losses, just going through them now, five of them have been by two or more goals. And interestingly, Man City, Spurs, Liverpool, Leicester and Arsenal are the teams that have beaten them by two or more goals. So they do get spanked a bit. At the back end of last season, they lost 5-0 at Man City, 5-1 at Spurs. So, yes, they've improved a lot, but they're still liable to chuck in a game where they concede a lot of goals. And this could be another one. Liverpool, the as we all know, the lights will be on at Anfield. There'll be a massive atmosphere. If you like Newcastle to get something in this game, I think the better way to play this is to take the yes on both teams to score. Both Sporting Index and Betway are offering the yes on both teams to score at 17 to 20. I do think if Newcastle are going to get anything out of this game, even cover the handicap line, they're probably going to have to find the back of the home side's net. So, yeah, if you're going to play this game, yes on both teams to score would be my angle. Finally, we have uh, Leicester versus Manchester 
United. Recent heads, Leicester have won one. There's been three draws. United have won three. When plus half a goal, Leicester's record reads 1-1, drawn one, lost two. Cut off a 2-1 defeat away at Chelsea. Man United, when they're minus half a goal, they've won six, drawn naught, lost four, cut off a, a, a 1-0 victory away at Southampton. Leicester, they've lost their last three. When we look at plus half a goal handicap, 108 matches, 57 times the home side have covered it, 51 the away. My ratings, again, they, they, they've they gone, uh, you know, they, they're siding with Leicester still and they reckon some good value, <clears> Leicester, <throat> some very good value, Leicester. I'm just going to leave it there. I'll be burning those ratings, Peter. No, <laughs> seriously, folks, no, Pete's ratings are very, very good, but I think they've got this one wrong. Um, I would definitely be siding with United if I was going to bet this game. It's a little bit too early in their sort of reshaping to fully trust them. But we're four games into the season, Peter. Now, the table could lie after four games. I said at the beginning of the season, I really fear for Leicester. Leicester are bottom of the table. They've picked up just one point. Now, they may have scored six goals, but they've conceded ten. Now, I... I don't see where Leicester's next win's coming from. Now, there's some interesting trends when these two teams play because over the long period of time, United have won five, drawn three and lost two, but they've not won any of the last four meetings of the teams. There have been two draws and two victories. But I do think both sides are going in completely different directions. I think Ten Hag's getting rid of some of the bigger name players some new players are coming in who may not be as well known to the sort of betting public, but they're adding a greater resolve and a bigger dis- defensive strength to United backline. It's too early to trust them away from home in, you know, an atmosphere that will be very friendly towards the home team and hostile towards United. But for me, Pete, this is United or pass. Yeah, right. Well, We'll sort of wrap this up. I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to say this. I don't like anything really. What? I know it, yeah, I, I know it's you know. That's not what the paying public wants to hear. No, it, 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 it isn't. <laughs> um, you know, if I had to, if I had to have one, I'm afraid it would have to be Leicester. But I just don't. I, I just feel that the the. the there's something the ratings have not caught up. This game seems an oddity to me. I'm really surprised. Yeah, I think, uh, like I you think, say, your, your ratings go back a long way. And, and and also, don't forget, United's recent performances as well will be taken into consideration. You know, they'll, they'll be weighted for the near, the, the, the you know, the the near perform, you know, the mean, the short-term performance as well. It's a difficult one. I can't, but I, I, I've got to be honest, and I don't, I don't like any. For the first time, this is, how long have we been doing this podcast? Seven, eight seasons. Yeah, and this is the first time. Well, I can't, I can't, I just can't go anything, you know, Brighton, I think, offer a little bit of value up front, but I just can see, I just can't see, you know. But you know what they're enough. like, Brighton. That's Again, fair enough, mate. Don't, yeah. don't, you don't feel under any pressure, mate. There's no, no. no spotlight on you. We do no, this I mean, free. you we, know, we leave... are thinking this is, this is people's money that people yes. will be wagering on the back yeah. of our... And, and also, you know, Leeds at home to... to Everton, I think that I think the momentum is with Leeds, although I don't see anybody. Yeah. But but again, you know, it's Leeds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to have one selection, folks. I'm going to take under two and a half goals in the Fulham and Brighton game tonight. I think that's going to be a tight, close encounter. 
Um, and that those historical trends uh, point to the fact that for some reason Brighton are unable to beat Fulham. Potter will get his side set up very methodical, very sort of well-structured. So normally Fulham find ways to sort of create chances. I don't think they will tonight. And I think Brighton will may um, come into the game in the second half and probably pick them off. So yeah, under two and a half goals in Fulham v Brighton for me. Right, we shall be back. I think it's Friday, isn't it? Friday, we're going to be doing the next podcast for the weekend games, and hopefully, I'll have something for you there. Yeah, so get, get researching now, Peter. You've got <laughs> what three days to find something, mate. Yeah. Right. In fact, it, 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 uh, you know, well, like I said, it, um, sign up for the free uh, service. That's going very well at the moment, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yep, definitely. Get signed up, loads of previews going up on focusedonfootball.co.uk. I had some good winners at the weekend. I had Tottenham yeah. to win to nil. I had Real Betis over in Spain. The yes. day I actually even forgot about Peter. And I looked on Saturday morning. I couldn't work out why my betting bank had gone up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's cash. That's a nice one to wake up to. Uh, League two previews going well. And obviously, as Pete says, the, the free service undefeated this season, which isn't bad for a free service phone. No. To get signed up. Right then, we shall be back Friday and uh, good luck tonight. Best of luck, everybody.